morning, everybody. Welcome. You can see me and hear me? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you for gracing us with your presence on this wonderful morning. Chav Zayin Sivin Tavshin Pei Aleph 27-7-5-7-8-1 June 7th 2021 Let's recall what we have been exploring in this extraordinary mimer that we have been learning over the last few classes the mimer which begins Lahavin Inyan Tainas Hamiraglam to understand the deeper reason and motivation for the rebellion of the spies and the argument between the spies and the others, the ten spies, and Yehoshua and Kalev, who were the two spies who said, we want to go into Eretz Yisrael, the Maimah of Shabbos Shlach, Tovshin Tesvav, 1955, so a very brief, it's a very, this is, as I mentioned, this is an extremely deep, very, very deep mimer. And you have to study it well. And if you didn't watch the previous classes or listen, it would be worthwhile to do that. You could do it on double speed if that works for you or whatever works for you. But this is important to learn a few times in order to really integrate and try to understand to the best of our ability, the ideas here. But the key points that we have been developing were that there are some drastic differences between Meichen and Midas, right? Between Meichen is a person's cognitive faculties, my ability, my soul's ability to, to reason, of course, from a Jewish perspective, Life is not just random, and it's not just that the heart, you know, pumps the blood, and therefore we live, and the heart pumps the blood because there are electrical currents that cause the heart to function, but all of that comes from the soul. There's a, there's a, an, an inner source of life that allows all of this to happen. We call that the nefesh. And that nefesh is what gives every person their life force, but also, you know, character and personality. And all of the physiological components of the body, the the genetic makeup of the body, the cellular makeup of the body, and all of the biological systems are essentially a manifestation of the soul. So we have a we have meichin and we have midis. Meichin is the ability of the soul to to discern, to reason, to understand, to comprehend, and we call it meichin, which means meichin, our brains. Mayach is the brain in Hebrew. <clears throat> Because that's what we associate, you know, even though everything is connected to the brain, the brain is the source of life, but this we associate directly with the ability of the brain to discern, to understand, to comprehend. It's called seichel, intellect. And then there's what we call midos. And 
probably a good translation here for Midas is, people translate it usually as emotions, but probably a better translation here are primal drives of a person. And the Rebbe said that Moichen does, Moichen by definition is always changing. My awareness changes, my awareness grows. In fact, any true thinker, any person involved in intellect is always developing new ideas and often reversing old ideas. It's all about different perspectives and different ways of looking at it and, and the ability to be able to say, you know, not like I said yesterday, or in the expression of the Gemara, you know, Shmamina, or Kashya, or Tiyufta, you know, here's proof a different way, or proof this way, not that way, or this disposition is, 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 ref, is refuted. Or this position is, is questioned. What we call a shaklavatarya. You know, you go back and you go forth and you go back and you go forth. And he explained why, how that works and why that works. When it comes to Midai's primal drives, he says they are betaik of gadol. They are so intense. They never change. And when we do speak about a change, it's a change in the form of the Mida. Meaning, the shape it takes on, the way it's harnessed, the way it's channeled, but not not in the core, not in the core of the primal drive, not in the core of it. Even, as he said, in the Avaid of Tshuva, where a person really, really um, reinvents himself or herself, still, the core primal drives, I don't change. It's what I change is... <clears throat> <laughs> the seer, the form it takes on. This was explained at length in chapter 2. Why is there a difference between Meichen and Midas? And for this came chapter 3. Chapter 3 said... Rabbi, I could ask, Rabbi, I could ask a quick question to clarify something. Yeah, you can ask um, it. Is, is Ratzon the same as Midas? Oh, good question. And, it, and good is Seichel the same as Meichen? Good question. Because the miner's going back and forth with these four words, and I'm having trouble pulling them together. Okay, good, probably good question. Mime, probably the miner will eventually, you know. Good question. So here, Seichel and Meichen are synonymous in this context. Midas and Ratzin are not synonymous. Okay? They're very close, but they're not synonymous. And I'm going to, it's actually in chapter 3, which I'm, which I'm reviewing. So it'll, it'll become clear. The reason midas are not, a ch- not are, are don't ch- your primal drives don't change is because the midas he says are and I'm quoting are a hisgalus of hashrasha pshuta shabetzim hanefesh mamash. They reflect that which is rooted or embedded, <laughs> the qualities or the characteristics. It's a beautiful expression. They're an expression of the characteristics that are embedded. In the, literally in the core of the soul. And the core of my soul is not changing. There's a soul, there's a soul that originates, so to speak, in the world of Chesed. There's a soul that originates in the world of Gvur. There's a soul that originates in the world of Tiferis or Netzach or Hoid or Yisoyed or Malchus. These are the various uh, divine characteristics that are then manifested also in a person's identity. And they are the building blocks of the universe. And it's similar, he said, 
to what we explained in other places, the difference between Ratzin and Seichel. Ratzin is desire. Ratzin is desire. And it's explained that Ratzin and Seichel are two very different things. Ratzin desire is basically I want. The focus in desire is I. It's not what I want. It's that I want it. What I want may be a small thing. Objectively, you may say it's insignificant. It's valueless. But the fact is, I want it. That is what gives it its value. And indeed, when somebody stops wanting something, it's over. Because the definition of desire is, I want it. My soul wants it. Seichel is a whole other idea. Seichel is that the soul has an ability to develop an idea, to understand something. Even after I develop that idea, it's still there. In fact, it can remain and inform the world about this truth or this idea or this theory for thousands of years. Because there's a difference. Seichel is a metzius that's separate from the soul. The soul has an ability to develop an idea, a self-contained idea. Ratzin, the definition of Ratzin is, I want. It's the soul in motion. That's what it is. There's nothing outside of I. And that's why after I want, there's nothing left of it, because the definition of it is that I want it. Just like Ratzin, we say, Ratzin, desire, is not a separate reality outside of you. It is you. It's I want. And this is so important to understand, because... When I'm in a relationship with somebody, I have to be able to respect their desires. People start arguing. Well, why do you want this? Well, you shouldn't want it. You shouldn't want it. Uh, I don't want it. It doesn't make sense to want it. Good questions. But desire is basically part of who I am. <laughs> this is what I want. The same is true, he says, with midas. Essentially, the midas are not like seichel, which is something that the soul has an ability to develop an idea. No. Midas essentially are just a mirror of characteristics that are embedded and rooted and organically, so to speak, embedded in the essence of my soul. My my midas, my primal drives, represent the shayrish, the source, the core of my soul. As he said, there's a soul that's sculptured in the world of chesed, there's a soul that's sculptured in the world of gvura. It's not a detail in the soul. It's not a person idea that the soul has. It's like rotzin in the sense that rotzin is a desire. Yeah, midas. Yeah, in many ways is a reflection of that. This is who I am. I midas is not rotzin. There's a difference between midas and rotzin. Rotzin is just desire. Desire. That's what it is. Midas. Yeah he says, becomes a metzius of midas. Yeah, There's a primal drive. There can be a, a, a strong emotion over there. A strong emotion over there. It can have many details, like there's chesed and there's gvura and there's other details of the midas. He says that's true. And it comes packaged with a full-fledged, uh, there's a whole world of midas, a whole world of emotions. That's true. But he says, if you go back to it, if you go back to the core, if you trace it back to the core, it's a reflection of my essential I. That's what it is.
And he says, and in a way, it's even deeper than Ratzin. Because desire is, I want. I gravitate to something. In other words, it's the way the I wants something. I desire. So he says, it's not the soul itself. It's the soul moved by something. I want this. And therefore, it's not the soul itself. And therefore, Ratzin can also have reasons. In other words, reason can dress up my desire. I can explain to you why I want something. Now, the truth is that the why doesn't really capture the essence of the desire. (laughs) Because if I say, but why do you want this? Because of this. But why is this important? Because of this. But why is that important? Because of that. But why is that important? And there's always another why and why and why. And at some point, it's going to be, it's just what I want. It's just what I want. And 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 this is a very true true element of a person. So why could Ratzin even get dressed up in Seichel? Because Ratzin is already the soul in motion. It's gravitating to something. Midas is actually a reflection of the characteristics, and the primal drives of Midas are a mirror of that which is embedded in the essence of my soul. And therefore, they don't change, because the core of my soul is not changing. So there's Seichel and there's Midas, in conclusion. Seichel are the ideas I cultivate, I develop, I learn about, I think about, I discern, I reason, I investigate. These are things that by definition grow and move and change. They have shinuyim, they're in flux. Midas, which are my primal drives, essentially they're not something outside of my soul. They're just mirrors into my essence. So just like my soul doesn't change, they don't change. Everything begins with Hashem. In Kabbalah it says that Midas, in Zayar it says, that the Midas are rooted in a higher space in the divine, uh, what they call the Godhead. Because Abba ve'ime b'mahzala iskalilu and za'abatika achid v'talia. I'm just quoting the words of the Zayar. Chachman, being the father and the mother, come from what's called the unconscious brain, moichas mazala. And za'ir ampin, the Midas, the small phase, they come from Atik. Atik is known as Pnemiyasakeser, meaning it comes from a much deeper place than Moichen. My ideas also come from me. They come from my unconscious uh, awareness and ability to develop ideas. Every epiphany comes from a place that I didn't have a conscious access to it. And then there's a revelation from that place. It's called Moichas or it's called Kaya Hamaskel. But Yumidais, Yumidais are already a reflection, reflection of you. In Dalit, the Rebbe asked, if this is the case, how can Moichin influence Midas? We see that through my Seichel, through my Moichin, emotions, Midas, can be born. And they can even be cultivated. And they can be ruled if Midas are higher than Moichin, Seichel is a Metzius in the soul. And Midas is the soul. Seichel is something the soul acquires. Midas is the soul. 
And he goes out on this, explains, that's why every person has Midas. And every person has Midas from the moment they're born. It's not like Seichel. In Seichel, you're not going to say that there's a revelation of Seichel, of the process of Seichel from the moment you're born. It takes a lot of time. And there's so many different levels. And sometimes there's a person, unfortunately, who can't reason. You have a shaita, you have a canard, you have a chasudeya, an imbecile. Midas is by every single person, and from the moment they're born, you'll see an expression of drives, of primal drives. The reason is, now we understand, Seichel is an identity, a mitzias, a reality, mitzias is reality, that the soul acquires, that the soul develops. It's also from the soul, but it's something, so to speak, outside of the soul, and therefore, <coughs> I develop an idea, even when I am not present, the idea is still very valid. The idea is still, may be valid, may not be valid, but it could still be discussed. We discuss today ideas that were written or taught thousands of years ago. We discuss ideas that were written 50 years ago, 100 years ago. That's the whole tradition of the civilization that goes from generation to generation. We don't have to reinvent electricity. We don't have to rediscover electricity every year. We don't have to rediscover DNA every year. And we don't have to discover every single year the the secrets of how to uh, the secrets of aviation of how to fly, and we don't have to rediscover every year electricity. This is the beauty of 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 civilization, which transmits its ideas and its perspectives, whether it's in the field of medicine or in the field of philosophy or in the field of psychology or in the field of geology, or in the field of astrophysics, or in the field, various fields of science, or mathematics. Lahavdil chachmas the wisdom of Torah. So yes, my ideas come from the soul, but the ideas are now self-standing. And even when the soul is, so to speak, not present, it could be even after the death of a person, those ideas that have been transcribed or have been taught, they hold sway, they're real, we can discuss them. Midas is not that way. Midas is who I am. These are my primal drives. So he says that's the reason Seichel is a mitzias. It's a reality that the soul acquires and the soul contains. Midas is the soul. And since every person has a soul from the moment they're born, the difference in age is a difference in age. It's not a difference in soul. And the difference between people is a difference between individual characteristics of people. But every person has a soul. So therefore, in every person you're going to see Midas. And in every person you're going to see Midas from the moment they're born. It's not like we have to wait until you're 5 years old or 10 years old or 30 years old to see your Midas. The moment you're born, we already see primal drives expressed. If this is the case, how is it then that Midas, which seem infinitely superior to Meichen, because Meichen Seichel is something the soul has, the soul possesses. Midas are mirrors of the soul itself, and yet Midas, it seems, have such sway over Meichen. We say that the birth, we call Meichen mother and father, because they birth Midas. How can that be? Now you'll say that the answer is, because the effect of Meichen and Midas is only to reveal them. 
not to create them. Meaning, the core of the Midas don't come from the Meichen. They have their own source in the soul. Like we said before, the Zah comes from Atik. What Seichel does is only revealing them. And the example he gives for this is, a person by nature has a desire to good things. I want goodness. This is part of my primal drive. I also am repulsed. I, I run away from something that I, that, that is negative, that is, that is, that is bad, that is not good. But I have to know where the good is and where the bad is. Because if I don't know where it is, or I don't even know that it exists, I'm not going to get emotionally involved because I don't even know where it is. So the seichel serves like a maramakim, like a sign, a street sign, or a sign on the highway that says, you know, the exit to this particular attraction is here. Or there's a sign, danger, stay away, this is dangerous, you know. That's what seichel does. And because Seichel does that, it triggers the arousal of the Midah. Seichel will show me, ooh, there is the good thing. Because Seichel understands, Seichel reasons, Seichel labels, Seichel defines, Seichel categorizes. So what it does is, the Midah without Seichel is there. The drive is there, but it's dormant, it's latent, it doesn't have a reason to express itself. The same is true in the opposite, with Gvura. The Seichel shows the Gvura, where is this that is not good or not healthy or toxic? So the Midah gets that information and it allows the Midah to be triggered. That's what he explained. Still, if Midahs essentially are beyond Meichen, why do they even listen to Seichel? Now, this has to be explained. What is the Rebbe saying here in this mushal? Because this is a very, very important metaphor. So I want to spend a few minutes explaining this metaphor. What, what is, just just to, to, to capture the metaphor a little clearer. If there's a treasure, and the treasure contains enormous amounts of diamonds that are so precious and so valuable... And I want money, I want wealth, I want affluence. This treasure is going to provide me with it. There's only one problem. I don't know about it. (laughs) If I don't know about it, I'm not excited because I don't know that it exists. The treasure may be under my oven. You know the famous story of uh, the Krakow Jew, right, with the dream. The treasure under the bridge and the treasure under the oven. The treasure may be under my oven. You need something? (laughs) The treasure may be under my oven, but I don't know about it to get excited about it. So it's there. And I would love, in theory, I, 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 I really like these things. I would get excited. The, the drive is potentially there. But I don't know that there's something about my oven to get excited about. <laughs> but let's say I hear the news that under, I find out some, in some, from some source, whatever that source is, that under this oven there's a treasure. Now I come running into my kitchen with an enthusiasm and an excitement. It's not that the news 
the info that there's a treasure under the oven created the excitement from nothing. No. The drive was there. The meter was there. But it was dormant. It was latent. It was not triggered. It was not aroused because it didn't have the information. It didn't have the data. <laughs> it didn't have the awareness to be able to bring it out into the open. So the seichel doesn't create the midah, but it is responsible to bring it out by offering the person the data, the information to which our midas respond. Still the Rebbe wonders how seichel has that power when midas come from such a deeper and higher place. Now what we have till here is an extremely elegant and very deep picture of how a person lives, how a person's life works. We usually translate midas as emotions. That's usually, if you look at the English translations, midas are emotions. But really, really, we're learning here that midas are deeper than emotions. Midas are primal drives, very primal. You could say primitive, but I don't want to say the word primitive. I want to say the word primal. As he says, they're mirrors of the essence of the soul. It's, it's, it's who I am. It's not seichel. It's not an idea. It's not even a conviction. It's not even a value. It's not even a value. Das is more of a value. I have an awareness that this is the right thing. Primal drives, midas, are not just ideas that I write about or ideas that I believe in. No, no, no. They are me. <laughs> you understand? There's ideas, Atashamea. There are ideas, and then there's me. <laughs> me is not an idea. This is why, yeah, but it doesn't make sense. You know, when people get into arguments with their spouse or with their children, but it doesn't make sense. You're right. <laughs> doesn't make sense. This is who I am. These primal drives, this is what he's talking about, midas. And it's much deeper. It's much deeper than Meichen. It's higher than Seich. But it often comes out through Seichel. But Seichel doesn't create it. Seichel just points me towards certain information and automatically that drive now comes out. And this I would like to illustrate and show how it works in a person's life. This is uh, it's not so, it's not so simple, so... I'm struggling here a little bit with articulation, but let's get to it. Let's get into it. I'm going to give an example of two primal drives that I think, you know, most of us have, many of us have, and let's call them chesed and gvura. And we're going to translate it. There's probably more translations, but I think this is a fair translation. There is a need I have for connection. We speak a lot about attachment disorder. There's a need I have for attachment. That's chesed. Why? Why do you need to be attached? Good question. <laughs> but irrelevant. Irrelevant. This is, this is a need of the soul. This is, he says this is part of the design of the soul. And for some people, 
if their souls come from chesed, they're sculptured from chesed. This is extremely emphasized. It's true by everybody, though, or at least by most. I have a, a need for connection. And when I say a need, I don't mean an intellectual need. I mean an essential, innate. As he puts it here, it's part of the design of my soul. Chesed. And the real reason why I have that need is because I'm in the image of God. And God himself has that quality. And the reason I have that need is because I'm really connected. (laughs) I'm really attached. We're all attached. We all come from oneness. So even when there's differentiation, I still want back, I want to go back to the source. One of the deepest pains of people is attachment disorder. I'm not attached. And when I lack it, it can create a lot of pain and a lot of anxiety and sometimes even trauma. There are people, their trauma comes from the fact of existence itself. You know, we try to understand why they're anxious, why they're having anxiety. Existence. As the Alter Rebbe would put it in my modern, the birth of the soul, the soul that comes down, not millions of miles, but infinite miles from the divine into earth. That's traumatic. Think about it. It's a serious thing. If you take the soul seriously, the soul is a chelik elikami mal mamish. It's a piece of ein seif. It's a piece of infinity. And it makes this journey. And it suddenly comes into a world where there's differentiation, where there's no oneness, where I don't feel oneness. Not with me, not with you, not with the world, not with God. That's very intense. People who are not so sensitive... They're fine. Give me a cheese Danish and let's move on. You know, I'll have a coffee and let's move on. But people who are sensitive. I shifted to Hebrew for the Israeli sappers among us. It drives them insane. They may not know why. It's subconscious, but it's there. This drive of attachment is chesed. I have another drive. And the other drive is, I want to be authentic. I want to be me. <laughs> That's gvura. Chesed is, I want to be you. I want to be close to you. I want to be one with you. I want to be attached to you. Gvura is, I don't want to be you. <laughs> I want to be me. Right? When you're married, you see it right away. I want to be attached. I want to be connected but I want to be me. The simple English word for it, which is also a sophisticated term is, I have a need for connection and I have a need for authenticity. I have a need for attachment and I have a need also for boundaries, for borders, for mechitzes. These are not just ideas. It's a good thing to be attached because when you're attached, you do teamwork. You have team, you have team, you have, you have, you have, you have camaraderie, you have cooperation. It's true. You have cooperation. But we're not talking about the idea. We're talking about the midah. The midah is not an idea. The midah is not a value. The midah is not a conviction. Ideas are chachma bina. Convictions and values are das. Get this clear. Chachma is an epiphany. Bina is an idea. Das is a conviction and a value. That's not Midas. It's the source of Midas, the source of expression of Midas, not the source of core Midas. 
this drive to be connected, to be attached, which every children have, studies in recent decades have shown, and it's, it's sad, but John Bowlby, who's the one who brought in the whole attachment theory and made it very popular in psychology, had to fight his way in the medical community and in the psychological community to prove it. They didn't accept it. And he had to show videos of baboons crying over detachment to prove that you're allowed to stay in the hospital with your child. Do you know that till the early 1960s, I think, you could not stay with your child in the hospital? They said staying with child in the hospital will foster dependence and pettiness and, and he'll become spoiled and he'll never become a man. <laughs> and generally showing too much love and attachment is, is ruining your child. <laughs> Let him become independent, you know, throw him out into the real world. Today we know it's the opposite. The more attachment your child has as an infant and as a child, the more independent and self and self, uh, what's the word? Uh, the more the, the more independent he can become, and really develop a sense of self determination and authenticity, self sufficiency, self sufficiency. Yeah, it's the other way around, right? In the famous expression, in the famous metaphor, when a child is two years old or three years old. And they're playing in the family room with Lego. And mommy's in the kitchen cutting a cucumber. Or Tati's in the kitchen cutting a cucumber is more appropriate, right? And uh, after 30 minutes of playing Lego, your cute little two-year-old, three-year-old angel looks up and sees mommy in the kitchen. And what does he do? He goes right back to the Lego. Content, carefree, stress-free, amachaya, baruch Hashem. What happens if he looks up and mommy's not in the kitchen? He's not going to go back to the Lego. What is he going to do? He's going to start searching for mommy everywhere. Mommy, 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 tati. And what if mommy left the house for a few minutes? He's going to become frantic. He may panic. He's going to be afraid. What happened? When mommy's in the kitchen and the attachment is secure, I can go back to play Lego. I can go back to do my thing, to pursue my interests. When I'm missing that attachment, when the attachment is insecure, I keep on looking for that. And what if I have experienced neglect as a child? That's what I'm looking for throughout my life. But I'm also looking for authenticity. That's gvura. This is an example, an example. There's also tiferes, netzach, hoid, yesoid. These are what midos. Midas, what does Midas mean? Midas means sizes. Midas is a size. Midas means shapes, sizes, measurements, like a Mida, right? Anche Midas, the Miraglim speak about Anche Midas. We're going to see the brilliance of those words of the Miraglim. Wherever we went in Eretz Yisrael, we saw Anche Midas. Literally, it means men of size, men of great stature, giants, men of great prowess and might and military efficiency, and potency. We're going to learn Anche Midas means we saw people of Midas, great Midas. I don't mean Midas Tavis, Anche Midas, people of Midas. What does Midas mean? Why are they called sizes? Why are they called measurements? Because this is basically the shape of your soul. 
The midah is the shape of my soul. That's, that's the brilliance here. It's the way my soul is sculptured. You may not like it. I may not like it, but I have to respect it. These are not things that are going to change. These are things that I have to respect inside of me and inside of you. And don't argue with them. Accept them. Accept them with grace and accept them with compassion and understand that these are my drives. These are my midas. These are my primal drives. This is pre-verbal. This is pre-machshava. This is pre-seichel. This is pre-thought. This is pre-cognition. That's what he says. It's It's a mirror of characteristics that are embedded in the essence of my soul because it's, so to speak, my soul is sculptured this way. It's the sculpture, it's the shape, it's the midah, it's the size. Every soul has its midah, its size, its fit, or its midahs. These are the shapes in which my soul comes from. Can you respect this in your spouse? Can you respect this in yourself? Can you respect this in your children? Can you respect this in people you come in communication with? Ideas? We could debate and change. Midas? He says you don't change. Excellent question. The core midas is not identical by every person. Just like the DNA sequence is not identical by every person. There's so many similarities. We could learn similarities and archetypes, but there's always that unique feature of my soul versus your soul. It says in the Kutatari, the Balatanya says that Aaron used to light up. Maybe you remember Aaron. Would light the menorah every morning. You remember? Aaron. Why did... I'm trying very, I'm trying very hard to remember. Okay, very good. So Aaron, the, the original Reb Aaron, Reb Aaron Hakoyin, <laughs> so uh, Reb Aaron Hakoyin would uh, light the menorah every morning, every evening, morning, and it has seven branches. So the Alter Rebbe says in the Torah, why? It's because the soul is compared to a flame, to a candle, Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam, it says in Proverbs. And when he lit up each one of the seven branches, he was igniting the seven types of souls that are sculptured in seven ways based on the seven midas. Now within those seven, those seven are generic. And then you have within those seven, they're like roots. But from the root of a tree, you have all the different types of branches and leaves and flowers and buds and, and fruits. So from each one of those seven branches, you have so many souls that branch out of it. But it's generally seven midas, which so to speak are seven archetypes, seven, you know, general, general, uh, uh, me, general midas, which, which have so many nuances and details that can be fleshed out from each one of the seven. So now, now let's talk for a moment about emotions, what we call emotions, okay? <laughs> and the truth is that this is, this is a source of confusion for many people. Because when you're feeling emotions, or I'm feeling emotions, you can feel it in your body, right? If I'm sad, or I'm angry, or I'm scared, right? Or I'm glad. Yeah, what do they say? Sad, glad, yeah, scared. (laughs) All these things, especially if you have body awareness, if you don't have body awareness, then it's another issue. But I could feel it in my body, right? You could feel a lump in your throat. You could feel it in your torso, in your chest. You could feel it in your neck or in your back. 
in your heart, in your head. And this is what people often do with mindfulness, mindful meditations of mindfulness, right? You go into your body and you experience what is going on in your body. You know, they'll tell you, can you feel, can you feel your neck? Can you feel your arms? Can you feel your chest? Can you feel your back? Can you feel your legs? You know, put, put, have your feet grounded and your, your, your back grounded and, uh, in a comfortable position because through our body, we can become aware of our feelings, of our experiences, of our emotions. This is also called midas, okay? This is also called midas. But this, this is called the visceral response. The, viscer- the visceral, visceral response. The visceral response. The visceral connection. Yeah, the visceral yeah, response. The body mind connection. The body mind connection. And I'm having an emotional reaction. Okay. What's the relationship? Yeah. Oh, oh. What's the relationship between these emotional, visceral reactions in my body to my primal drives? This is what's being addressed now. Here, these emotions are all not preverbal. They're postverbal. They're postmachshava. They're postseichel. In fact, they come from seichel. Why? It's a fact. If I'm feeling angry, I'm like burning up, or frustrated, or misunderstood, or sad. I'm feeling sad, okay? If we talk we can always realize that that emotion came from a certain thought. And this is what CBT is, cognitive behavioral therapy, or other forms of psychological ideas, other, other branches of psychology, which basically help me trace back every emotion to the thoughts that ultimately are responsible for that emotion. It was like a domino effect. And those thoughts come from certain awarenesses, a certain awareness, a certain idea, a certain perspective that allowed, that triggered those thoughts, which triggered those emotions. Now, many of us are not aware of this. It happens so fast and often unconsciously, but it's all happening. And that's why we always say emotions don't live in a vacuum. Emotions are fueled and energized by thoughts. The thought is the soul of the emotion. The seichel is the mother of the midah. So for example, okay, your spouse tells you something, your wife tells you something, your husband tells you something. And suddenly, three minutes later, you find yourself extremely angry or extremely frustrated. Your child tells you something or somebody else tells you something. And a few minutes later, you find yourself feeling sad. You can now go into yourself and ask, what are the thoughts that produce this visceral reaction? What are the thoughts that produce this emotion? And the answer is, there was a certain thought there that really is responsible for this emotion. What is that thought? That thought may be, Again, it may be a little unconscious, but it's there. That thought may be, again, I'm misunderstood and there's no respect for me and I'm being scorned or I'm being controlled. Just an example. That's a thought. And that's getting me angry. Or the thought may be, I'm alone. 
I'm alone, I'm lonely, and that's getting me sad, that's getting me upset, that's getting me hurt. These are, these are, I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling misunderstood. I'm feeling controlled. I'm feeling again that I'm completely lonely in this world and nobody is here for me. Again, I'm a punching bag. These are ideas, and they're expressing themselves in serious emotions. Okay, now, these emotions come from ideas, right? You nip the idea in the bud, you would think the emotion is gone because they come from these ideas. So let's focus on ideas. Let's focus on awareness. And that's what many therapists do. Thank you. And it's very important. It's very important because then I can take responsibility for my reactions. I could say, hey, this is not about what you said. This is about the way I processed what you said based on my ideas. That's a tremendous source of awareness. And that's the idea that Seichel is the mother of Midas. Because there's no emotional, visceral reaction in the body. There's no emotional experience without verbal thoughts, ideas that have developed in my brain about me, about life, about you, about this interaction that is now producing this Midah. But... Here's the key. That's only one side of it. There's a much deeper side of it. Where did the thought come from? (laughs) Where did the thought come from? So let's say I'm experiencing a thought, right? You said something, okay? And when you say that, I experience a thought, I'm really alone in this relationship. I'm really alone in this marriage. And you suddenly feel a sadness, taking over your life, right? Let's say your child tells you something about your fatherhood and suddenly you're feeling this emotional, very difficult reaction. You're feeling like a failure, like I'm a failed father. And you become very sad and you start crying. So you'll say it comes from an idea. It comes from a certain thought. But now I want to ask you a question. Why does saying I'm a failed father to my brain produce a feeling of failure, which produces a feeling of sadness? Or let's say I see something unjust that happened, and I get very angry, and I'm getting angry, and my blood is boiling. And you'll say, well, it comes from a certain idea, a certain awareness. You saw this injustice, and this is how you're responding. But now my question is, why does seeing that injustice create an idea that this is a horrible thing which is causing this mida, this visceral reaction. And this is often rooted in my primal drive. In other words, if I want to be attached, and that's my primal drive, so now what's going to happen is, in life, it's going to fuel those thoughts that will ultimately fuel those visceral reactions. So we have midas on two levels. You have midas the way they are, the etzem hanefesh, the way they are a reflection of who I am. Those are my primal drives. They're pre-verbal, pre-machshava, pre-seichel, pre-moichin. It's who I am. But the way they come out, you often need the seichel to get them out. 
because the seichel will point and say, hey, there is something that's compromising your need for attachment. There is something that is compromising your need for authenticity. There is something that's making you a lonely person. There is something that's causing you to be misunderstood. There is something that's not allowing you to be you. Whatever it is. And suddenly, I'm having all these experiences, all these emotions. These emotions weren't born from Seichel. They're born from my primal drives. They come out in a revealed way through the data, through the ideas, through the thoughts that say, this is what's happening now. Your primal drives are being compromised. They are in danger. They are now about to be obliterated. You are in danger, and suddenly my midos go crazy. So there's midos on two levels. There's pre-verbal midos, which are higher than seichel, and then there's post-verbal midos, which are born from seichel, like a child is born from the mother. So he says, it's not that the midos come from seichel. They never come from seichel. The Midas have their own source in who you are. But without Seichel, without the data, without the information, a lot of these will just remain internal. I may not even be aware of them or feel them, feel them in the sense of viscerally experience them in my body. So Midas at their cores are not emotions. It's a wrong translation. Midas are primal drives, primal needs, primal yearnings, primal longings. Those are midos. And they're much deeper than seichel. Seichel is something the soul has. Midos is what the soul is. <laughs> Again, seichel is what the soul has. Midos is what the soul is. Yet midos needs seichel because seichel is an information center. You know when you go to a new place, you go to the information center, right? Seichel is your information center. Seichel says, oh, this guy, dangerous. This guy, ooh, ooh, good stuff, good stuff. (laughs) This guy, Seichel says, danger, danger zone. Why does Seichel say that? Because Seichel, basically, his perspective is, it labels this person and says, this guy is dangerous, this guy is scary. Why? Why does Seichel do that? So Seichel says, scary, so suddenly I'm scared. Suddenly I'm avoiding you. And I'm, I may be feeling this fear. This is already midas, the way they come out in my body. That's not the midas that we're talking about here, which are the primal drives that are deeper than my ideas. This is the way my emotions affect my body. I say, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. That's the manifestation of the mida in the body. That is not the essence of the mida that this mimer is talking about. And for the mida to get from a primal internal space of the soul, into a visceral space, it always comes through Seichel. It always, I should say, mostly because there's always an awareness, there's an information center that labels things and says, this is endangering one of your primal drives. This is promoting one of your primal drives. And therefore, I respond in a very intense way to it. So Seichel didn't create the Midah, Seichel simply gave information that allowed the Mida to explode or implode or become manifested or become conspicuous or become fully alive and alert. Does, any, does this make sense? Does the Elam understand what I'm talking about? Huh? 
I need feedback because I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Amazing. I need to hear it again. You always say amazing, but what about the guys who don't say amazing? <laughs> you say every sheer amazing. So here, here, here is the point. Maybe just to give a, a very practical illustration. Maybe it's maybe it's a little bit going to be of a petty illustration for some people, but sometimes that's helpful, you know, to get down to really, uh, really how people work. Do thoughts come before emotions, or do thoughts come after emotions? Are emotions a result of thoughts? Or are thoughts results of emotions? Usually, in Hasidus, we have Meichin and then Midas. Chachma Bina Das, and then Chesed Gvur Tiferes, Netzachad Yisaid Malchus, right? So ideas and then thoughts come before emotions. That's usually what we say. In this Mimer, he's saying it's completely not like that. Thoughts don't come before emotions at all. In fact, thoughts come after emotions. The emotions are much deeper than the thoughts. Thoughts and ideas and values and convictions are and perspectives are things that the soul acquires, that the soul develops. My imidois, my emotions, are the soul itself. But one second. Then we say here in Dalit that no, the midois come from ideas. They follow ideas. The thoughts come before emotions. So what's going on here? So what's going on? So we, so the answer to this is, depends how you define midas. And this is what's very confusing for people. There's midas that are pre-verbal. They predate thoughts. They predate ideas. They predate even your convictions. They are actually reflections of you much deeper than any thought, much deeper than any machshava. They're there the moment I'm born. They are who I am. They're reflections of characteristics that are embedded inside of me. Like, for example, chesed, the need for attachment, or gvura, the need for me to be me. Those two polar midas are essential building blocks of the soul, and I'm not going to get rid of it. I need to be attached. I yearn to be connected. It's not good for a person to be alone. The antithesis of addiction is not sobriety. The antithesis of addiction is connection. I also need to be me. That's gvura. I need to be authentic. I need to be me. Famous expression of the Kotzke that we often talk about. You know, if I am you, if I am I, and you are you, because if I am I because you are you, and you are you because I am I, I am not I, and you are not you, but if I am I because I am I, and you are you because you are you, then I am I, and you are you, now we can begin to shmooze. That's gvura. I I need to be me, I need to be authentic. That predate, the same is true with the need for tiferes, which is empathy, and netzach, which is victory, and hoid, which is gratitude, and yisoid, which is bonding, and malchus, which is leadership and and selflessness. These are all building blocks of the soul. They predate machshava. They predate seichel. They predate. When I say predate, I don't mean chronologically. I mean they precede thoughts. They precede emotions. 
These, this is even deeper than Ratzon, he said. This is the sculpture. This is part of the sculpture of my soul. It's not going to change. That's what it says in Zoya, that Zah comes from Atik, which is the Pnimiyas HaKeser. So why do we say then that Midois are born from Meichen? So the Rebbe says here, when you say Midois are born from Meichen, you're talking about different Midas. You're talking about the Midois, which we call emotions, not primal drives, but emotions. My emotions, my feelings, what I'm feeling actually right now in my body, my emotional visceral reactions, that always comes from a certain thought that preceded it. But the thought does is, the thought gives me data. That data and information causes an intense emotional reaction. Why does that data and information call, cause an intense emotional reaction? Here's the key. Because that data allows me to realize, rightly or wrongly, that my primal drives are either being promoted or endangered by this reality. And therefore, I'm having an intense emotion. So is the emotion a response to the thought? Yes, it's a child of the thought. But is it really a response to the thought? No. It's a response to my primal drive, which the thought simply allowed me to access sometimes with the right information and sometimes the wrong information. So you come home and your wife tells you, why are you so late? Why are you so late? Or your husband tells you, why are you so late? You come home And your child says something that you are experiencing as extremely critical. Suddenly you find yourself feeling alone or feeling upset or feeling scared or feeling resentment or feeling anger or feeling frustration, right? What happened? What happened? Somebody else heard the same words. They didn't feel anything. Why do you get so upset? You say, because you, because, because you're accusing me again. You're accusing me again of being late and being irresponsible. Okay. Why did that hurt so much? Why did it hurt so much? Because it's not right. It's not just. It's not fear. I work so hard. Yeah, I'm talking about just regular conversations of, of people on a daily basis. They may not have this conversation, but somewhere in their brain there's this conversation. Again, you always blame me, you always accuse me, you don't appreciate me, you don't respect me. And that is driving me crazy. I am so upset now. I am upset. I am angry. <laughs> so, okay, okay, I hear, I hear. So what happened? What happened there? There was a certain idea that when your wife said X, Y, Z, it translates into the fact, I'm not appreciated, I'm being accused innocently, my husband, or the other way, my husband doesn't appreciate me, my husband accuses me, my husband is never satisfied, I could never be enough, I could never be good. That's what's happening, right? So the emotion came from thoughts, always. There were certain thoughts that you processed, and as a result of that, your body is feeling this heaviness or this tightness or this upsetness or this frustration or this resentment or whatever it is. 
or the or the positive, this gladness and this lightness and this positivity and this connection. Now I ask you a question, okay? Why did this thought have such a radical effect on your body? Why? So you are misunderstood. So you're not appreciated. Okay, so what? So what's going to happen? <laughs> so you're not appreciated. Your kids don't appreciate you. Sorry, your wife doesn't appreciate you. Your husband doesn't appreciate you. So what? Why are you so excited? <laughs> what's the answer? You say, because uh, I got it. Because, because, because. This awareness, there was a label, there was an idea which fueled a visceral reaction. But I want to know why did this idea fuel such a visceral reaction? And the answer is because of your primal drives. <laughs> this visceral reaction came out from this thought, but it wasn't born, it didn't originate from the thought. It originated in my essence. The thought simply helped it find a place and a moment to express itself. Just like I want a treasure, I would love a treasure, I would love money, but I'm not getting excited because I don't know where it is. And then somebody says, it's there, but that's where it is, go there. And I run there with enthusiasm. The running there with enthusiasm is not your credit. You didn't create that enthusiasm in me. That enthusiasm in me comes because there's a drive in me for money, for whatever reason. Which also comes from deeper, deeper, deeper drives. Your information simply helped me access it. You didn't create it, but you helped me access it. When you put in a password, the password doesn't create the information. The password simply takes you to the information. So Seichel is like a password. <laughs> it takes you to the information that's inside of you. And therefore you're getting very excited. Seichel is that password. Those thoughts that help you get in touch with your primal drive. So that's why we, it's so important to be aware of your processes of awareness. Of how you think about things. The question he has here at the, at the end of the first chapter of Dalit is, why does Seichel have that power over Midas to give birth to it, even as a password, when Midas essentially come from a much deeper place? Okay, we'll take a break here, Hevre. And uh, I would encourage you to study it again. Thursday morning, 7.30, we'll resume this year. I'm going to wish you all a wonderful and beautiful and inspiring day. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.